Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Okay. Uh, let me start in kind of a weird place today. Um, but, but before I do, let me share with you that the, the spiritual law of nature for today um, is one of the biggest and best things I ever learned in my life. And it was really, really hard for me to learn, okay? Um, but when I not just learned but understood to the marrow of my bone and determined to live that way, the spiritual law of nature we're going to talk about today it was kind of like, the be probably the best way I could describe it, is it was kind of like I'd had an elephant sitting on my chest for about 28 years. I guess it was a baby elephant or I would have been dead. <laughs> but let's say a baby elephant sitting on my chest for about 28 years. And when I learned, understood, accepted, and integrated this into my life, it's like the elephant got up and I could breathe, uh, because I'd been fighting against this my whole life. So now let me start in kind of a weird place. Uh, a long time ago, a number of years ago, I met a man named Joe Sugarman. He introduced himself to me, contacted me to um, come over to Maui, where he lived, and do a workshop there. Um, at the community center in Maui, which I did, and it was wonderful, and I met him. Uh, Joe is a very interesting man. Um, he's considered by a lot of people to be uh, one of the best, if not the best, marketing minds in the world. Uh, all of the major brands at some time or another have pursued him. Uh, it, I shouldn't say all. A whole bunch of them have pursued him. Uh, he was the very first person ever to do an infomercial, and it was uh, blue blocker sunglasses on the streets of San Francisco. He was the first person ever to use 800 numbers. Um, and the thing that I like about Joe is he believes in marketing with integrity, not in marketing um, just to make money. And um, 
anyway, he helped me come up with the name The Healing Codes, actually, on that trip to Maui. And um, uh, about the spiritual laws of nature, I was sharing these with him, or some of these with him, years later. And um, was searching for a name, and I'd come up with the spiritual laws of nature, which he liked. But he said, you know, Alex, I've never heard these things. And I'd shared 10 or 12 of them with him. He said, I'd never heard this way of looking at life and problems and, and, and things like that. He said, every one of these that you have shared with me are counterintuitive and kind of go against what the experts say. So he suggested adding the word secret, the secret spiritual laws of nature. That's where that came from, is, is from his perspective that these are counterintuitive and kind of uh, go against the trend of what's usually taught about these issues out there. Um, and that And that's certainly been true for me on this particular one. Um, I was born with my feeler turned up. Um, you heard that right. With my feeler turned up. Um, way up. And I think I know the reason for that. Uh, when my mother became pregnant with me, um, the doctors wanted to abort me. Back then, abortion was illegal, except if the mother's life was in imminent danger. And the doctors said her life was not only in danger, but that if she had me, she would die. That as I was born, she would die. And they wanted to abort me. She refused to do it. And so for nine months, she... Um, was in, I think, a, a constant state of stress and conflict. She loved me very much to the degree she was willing to die for me. But also, every time she thought of me, I'm sure, she thought about this this kid is going to kill me. Okay? So you can imagine her feeler was probably, her emotions and feelings were probably higher during that nine months than any other time in her life. And I think that was transferred to me because I've always had exaggerated feelings about um, everything, physically and non-physically. I mean, uh, it doesn't have to be a Hallmark commercial for me to cry, okay? And you can ask anybody in our house, I cry all the time. Uh, if there's a day that goes by that I don't cry, uh, it's very unusual. Uh, Hope gets on me when I do when I teach because she said, "Alex, you sound like you're yelling," and she said, "I know you're not yelling. At least to you, you're just very passionate and excited, but you sound like you're yelling." And uh, and I have I've had a number of people say, "Can you please talk softer? You're hurting my ears," or, or things like that, and it is almost impossible for me to do that. Okay, I try not to teach or talk about anything unless I am passionate about it, and I can't I can't pull those reins back. I still have not learned how to do that, if it's even possible for me. Um, and 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 when I'm 
happy and joyful around the house. Uh, my family will tell you sometimes it's over the top, you know, out of nowhere. Hey, let's go to a movie. Hey, let's go swimming. Hey, let's go to the lake. And um, uh, Hope has uh, struggled with some of those things over our marriage, although I, I think we're really comfortable with each other now. But um, one of the things that has been one of the hardest, if not the hardest thing in my life, and I think this is true of most people, is dealing with pain, whether it be physical or non-physical pain. Uh, many of you know Hope uh, just recently, recently about five weeks ago, had emergency rotator cuff surgery due to an injury that she sustained to her shoulder. And um, the pain, you know, the first uh, day or two was really terrible, but at three and four and five weeks, it, in some ways it's even harder for her now because the longer pain goes on, it grinds on you. And chronic pain, whether it be physical or emotional, is one of the most difficult things to, to go through in your life. Um, when Hope was depressed for those 12 years, that was a big part of that, too. That was physical and emotional. But um, going on year after year after year, it's just excruciating. Um, so time passing when you're in pain is absolutely agonizing, okay? Also, on the other side of the tracks, or maybe it's on the same side but farther down, time passing without pleasure when you're not maybe in pain, but time passing over an extended period of time without pleasure can also be agonizing, okay? I think a lot, a lot of people I've worked with, that's how they've gotten into bad habits and addictions and, and things like that, is they didn't start out in pain. They started out more almost kind of bored, time passing with no pleasure, and they just couldn't take it any longer. And so they started this or that, and it ended up with a... a a very destructive addiction or habit. When pain hits, or a lack of pleasure, and, and a lack of pleasure is pain, the first reaction we have, just like the doctor hitting your knee with that rubber hammer uh, in an exam, and your, and your leg jumps without you, you can't keep it from jumping, really. If he hits that nerve right, it's going to jump, all right? Well, our natural reaction when pain hits is to seize control to get the pain to stop or to get pleasure before more time passes. That is our first, can't stop it, natural reaction that is hardwired into every one of us. The only thing I know of that can override that seizing control 
and 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 even and if you even if you do override it, you're still usually going to have that impulse for a minute before you override it. But the only thing I know of that can override that is faith. And, and to me, faith is rooted in the past. Hope is rooted in the future. Trust is rooted in the present. But those are all parts of uh, and belief. That and then you have belief, and that's related to a particular thing, someone, uh, a situation, uh, a government, a country, whatever. Okay, but those are all parts of. Faith, trust, belief, hope, okay? And that's the only thing I know of that can override that natural reaction to seize control when pain hits to stop the pain. So, that means I have to be willing if I'm going to if I if I'm going to exercise faith, hope, trust, belief instead of pain, that means I have to be willing to experience more pain in order to have faith, trust, hope, belief. And 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 faith, hope, trust and belief, I also believe are the doorway through which you must walk for positive results in your life. If you want to live on the path of love, you have to go through the door of belief. Okay? I, I just don't know any way around it. And and it is, let, let me tell you, it is rough, it is tough, it is sometimes almost impossible to open and go through that door when the pain is screaming in your ear, when faith, hope, trust, and belief usually speak in a whisper. It is very difficult. But if you don't go through that door of faith, hope, trust, belief, it means you go through the door of control. Unhealthy control. There is a healthy control. But it means you go through the door of unhealthy control which takes you every single time to the path of fear, not the path of love. In fact, it's the path away from love. You. So, if your focus, if you can get your focus off of seeking pleasure and avoiding pain, when the pain hits. That means your focus is also off of fear. But the only way you can do that is to be willing to go through more pain. And the only thing that can do that, the only thing that can create that belief, hope, trust, faith, that to cause you to intentionally open and walk through that door where you know it may mean more pain, not less, and maybe you know exactly there's something you could do to lessen the pain or or get pleasure, but you're choosing not to do that, to go through the door of faith, hope, trust, belief, 
realizing that may mean even more pain, not less. The only thing that can cause you to do that that I know of is love. And I love Alan Jackson's um, song he sang many years ago, a big country music star. Love can walk through fire without blinking. Well, you can only walk into the fire with faith, hope, trust, and belief. Love is the only thing that can create that faith, hope, trust, and belief to cause you to go into the fire. And going into the fire may mean more pain for you, even if it benefits someone else. A focus on love provides the experiential stuff that you need to endure the pain or the lack of pleasure. A focus on love and living in love, which creates the faith, hope, trust, belief, to open and walk through that door that may cause more pain, a focus on love provides the experiential power to create the faith and to give you the strength to walk through that door, whether it means more pain, less pain, or whatever. So when do you choose pain? I'm not advocating pain for pain's sake. That's sadism and masochism, all right? And I'm very much against that. So pain for pain's sake is not worth anything, all right? But when, when do you choose pain? You choose pain when not choosing pain is instant gratification, what's in it for me, cause effect, and seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. That, those are the filters you run it through. Okay, okay, wait a minute. This thing is painful. Should I seize unhealthy, should I seize control to stop the pain or should I open and walk through that door of faith, hope, trust, belief, if I can summon up the strength to, to choose pain? Which should I do? Well, the filter it goes through is if not choosing that pain, if not choosing to walk through that door of faith, hope, trust, belief, is instant gratification, what's in it for me, cause effect, or seeking pleasure and avoiding pain, then you should choose the pain. Because choosing to run from the pain in that situation or to seize unhealthy control to stop it will cause more pain, not less pain. And it will cause pain long-term versus what may have just been an experience of pain short-term. When you choose pain in that circumstance, you're choosing, really, love, joy, and peace. And that is what you will always experience. The only question is, how much time will it take to get there? 
That's, that's what trips us up, right, is time. If I knew that the relief from the pain was going to come in five minutes, I wouldn't have near as much trouble going through the pain. The problem is it may not be five minutes. It may be five hours or it may be five days or it may be five weeks or five months, okay? And that thought scares the bejeebers out of me, all right? So before I agree to walk through that door of faith, which may mean more pain, I, I want to know, okay, wait a minute here. Before I sign this contract, what are the terms? How long is this pain going to go on? And that's how I'm going to decide. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what we usually don't know. That That is what faith is all about. I believe with all my heart that God invented time because faith requires time. And one of one, I also believe that one of God's favorite tools to nudge us to a path and a commitment to love is pain. Because we're very we listen to that, okay? We we may not pay attention to many things, but when pain hits, we start paying attention, okay? So I believe God invented pain and invented time because pain over time is what determines if we are really living in love or not. But, here's the positive. I also believe, and, and, and again, these, these are my, my beliefs. You have every right to disagree with them. I'm just asking you to chew on this this week a little bit. Pray about it. But here's the good thing. I believe it's God's job to supply the power and grace for love. It's not my job. It's God's job to supply the power and grace for love, and then that love gives me the strength to open and walk through the door of faith, whether it means more pain or not, more pleasure or less pleasure. When do you choose pleasure? We've been talking a lot about pain. When do you choose pleasure? When it's the loving thing to do. And the same with pain. You choose pain when it's the loving thing to choose pain, rather than stop this pain as soon as possible. You choose pleasure when it's the loving thing to do, or maybe sometimes when it's neutral, okay? Uh I, a number of years ago, I had a, a injury, not a severe injury, but it hurt for me to walk or run. And George was a little kid and loved to play everything you can imagine outside, okay? But it hurt me to do that. But I chose to go through the pain in order to play with George in the backyard, okay? And I didn't do it grudgingly. I was very thankful that even with the pain, I could still go back there 
and play with my son and make wonderful memories. But choosing pain or pleasure out of what's in it for me, selfishness, instant gratification, seeking pleasure and avoiding pain, that, ladies and gentlemen, is when it will turn into more and more and more and more pain. Physical, emotional, spiritual of every kind. And long term, usually not just short term. So this week, as you think, as you pray, as you meditate, what is your pain right now? How have you dealt with pain in the past? Has it been, has it been, let me seize control and get this to stop as quickly as possible? Or has it been, wait a minute, wait a minute, I know I'm in pain here, but even in the pain, what is the most loving thing for me to do? That is choosing the path of faith. And it comes from love and it leads back to love. Love is the power that gives you the strength to choose not seizing control, giving control to God, and walking through the door of faith no matter what the results of that may or may not be. It is not your job, in my opinion, with your willpower, with your self-control, with your strength, to produce that kind of love or faith or self-control or action and behavior. That's God's job. His grace, His love is the power. It's his love, really, that gives me the faith to do that. It's his faith that enables me to walk through the door, not mine. So if I'm trying to conjure that in my willpower, in my strength, I'm almost certainly going to fail or eventually fail because no one has that kind of power and strength in and of themselves, in my opinion. On the other hand, if I will connect myself in right relationship to God, I receive his grace, I receive his love, which is divine, miraculous power that enables me, whether pleasure comes, whether pain comes, to not open the door of faith but keep it open with one of those stopper things that keeps that door from ever closing again. I am no longer going to choose the path of fear and seizing control to stop the pain or to get pleasure at every turn. I'm going to keep open constantly the door of faith, keep myself in right relationship to God, receive His love, faith, self-control, etc. And every day I'm going to walk through the path of faith, hope, trust, belief. Whatever the results of that, more pain or less, more pleasure or less, it's not my job. But what I have found, as I started on that at about 28, more than 20 years ago now, 
is that the longer I'm on that path, the more love I experience, the more faith I experience, and when I experience pain, and I still do, there is a joy and a peace in it that I never had before when I was trying to control everything. There is a joy and a peace that, that in a weird kind of way that I don't completely understand or know how to articulate makes it a sweet type of pain because I know it's coming from love and leading back to love instead of the pain that comes from fear and leads back to fear and more and more and more pain. But that kind of pain is meaningless pain. The pain I go through in love and faith keeps building more and more love, more and more faith, more and more success, happiness, intimate relationships, everything that from the time I was a little boy I knew were the most important things in life and the things that I would measure my life by when I got to the end of it and that were the most critical to living a happy, healthy, successful life. So it's not necessarily about eliminating the pain. It's dealing with it in love or fear. And the issue of pain is inherently an issue of time. And faith, which is the door to all the great results you want in your life, requires time. So if you really look at it this way, that pain can become one of the greatest blessings of your life because it can create more and more and more and more of everything that's meaningful, everything that you want, everything that everybody wants. But it's counterintuitive. You have to go against your natural knee-jerk nerve reaction that you'll never be able to completely stop. You just have to override it, not in your strength, but God's. But that natural reaction when pain hits to reach for control, to stop it, whether that's the wise thing to do or not. So I challenge you this week to start giving your pain to God instead of trying to deal with it yourself, of at least considering when the pain hits or the lack of pleasure, opening and walking through the door of faith, which means this pain may not go away as fast as I could make it go away, whether it's making it go away in a healthy way or not is, is the issue. But I choose love regardless of the pain, regardless of the time it takes. I choose love. I choose faith.